What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. guys five movies this is one of your co-hosts chris gasberry this is frank pelican you're listening to the quick cage and frank which movie are you going to tell us about tonight so tonight we're going to go with some cutting edge uh, quick cage and talk about the 2020 uh, martial arts sci-fi fantasy movie jujitsu um alongside uh, nick cage who actually is probably more of a supporting actor in this movie um it stars uh Alan Mousy, who I don't know, he's the lead actor, um, but also Frank Grillo and Tony Ja are in it. Um, directed by a guy named Dimitri Logothetis, um, who's kind of a renaissance man of crap in a lot of ways. <laughs> like he's um, basically, right, so he made, I don't know. A bunch of shit, like stuff with Jean Claude Van Damme, and rebooted the Kickboxer franchise, and made like some Kickboxer sequels, and uh, oh, he wrote like an actor walkers. for a while. Um, did a bunch of like TV pilots, including Air America, the pilot episode, and then some episodes of that. They tried to make a TV show out of Air America. Apparently, there was at least eight episodes because um, Lorenzo Lamas was in it. Um, it's probably on USA. Was it on USA? Uh, it doesn't say. Um, he did the Mike Cameron movie with Stacey Keach. Which I have I like seen with. that, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like a bunch of like B movies in the early 80s, mid 80s. Um, but you know, just a guy that's always been like around Hollywood and he's a creative type. So this is adapted from a comic book that he wrote. Um, and the basic premise is there's this alien that comes to Earth every X number of years, and I can't remember what the number of years that is, but it might be six, but it might be more than that. And this alien wants to fight, like, one person who's the best represent representation of, like, a warrior on the planet. So it's kind of sort of like Predator in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. So he he's taught humanity jujitsu, And that's the premise of the movie and the entirety of the narrative of the movie is that this alien has come to fight this Alan Musai guy who's an amnesiac who has a team of people that all remember him and say that he was like their friend and leader but he doesn't remember any of them and that includes Frank Grillo um Nicholas Cage is like his sort of like swami slash mentor um who's later turns out to have been his dad that trained him on jujitsu. Um, and who has oh, but he, he's got his amnesia and doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah, he has amnesia and he gets murdered by the alien. <laughs> so this just has um, all the plot points, right? Right. Well, I mean, I just gave you the entire plot that's and still, probably that's a lot of plot saved you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all told in a real naturalistic style, too. 
Um, the character's name is Jake Barnes. Yeah, something like that. Somebody's a Hemingway fan. Yeah, Jake Barnes, and then <sighs> um, I am right about that, right? Isn't that the name of the character in uh one of that fucker's novels? I, yeah. I don't care about it anyway. That can go on the list of things that Frank is indifferent to. <laughs> other people care about Hemingway is one hundred percent on it. You know, I don't care about Hemingway, but um, anyway, so it's a lot of action sequences. Um, it's actually basically nonstop action sequences throughout the whole movie, uh, which is mostly him remembering that he's a badass. Mm-hmm. And then learning, like, how to fight again, kind of. Like, he has, like, this muscle memory for some fights, but he's, like, it's not until the end when he gets the climactic battle against the alien, where it's basically just, like, him and his girlfriend and the um the token black character that's, like, sort of a riff on, like, Chris Tucker, kind of, in okay. the um uh, Rush Hour movies, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's it. They chase each other all over the place. The government's trying to bring um, Frank Musai down, um, but he ends up beating up a bunch of people. There's a bunch of other people get beaten up by some other people. There's a lot of like ninja style shit. I guess it's all jujitsu, but I don't know because I don't like recognize anything of that nature. Um, Tony Jaa has some really cool like sequences in it. Um, Nick Cage actually like channels his inner ninja warrior, which he tends to do in these kind of movies, and has like uh like almost fights the bad guy to a standstill until the bad guy overcomes him. Um, the action sequences are actually really pretty well filmed. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't do the thing that you hate, which is like the flurry of limbs and quick cuts and stuff, so you can't tell what's going on. Mm. Um, it's it's very methodically filmed in the respect that like you can tell like what's happening in the movie, um, and the people they got to play these characters all seem like they're legitimately trained on how to fight other people. Um, Cage is very reserved in it because he's playing like sort of a Sid Hartha type character, like this. No, that's not even right. He's playing like. Dennis Hopper and Apocalypse Now mixed with Sid Hortha, I guess, is the best way to put it. So he's kind of got, like, this Eastern Zen philosophy, but also this, like, hippie, like, counterculture, like, dropout style to him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think is ever really explained, like, why he's acting like that, except that I guess they don't want um Barnes to know Jake Barnes to know that uh Nicholas Cage is his dad until it's, it's like necessary so it can be like a shock to him and that'll cause him to beat this alien oh because if they don't beat the alien then the alien gets to destroy the planet or something like that hold Even on though, so hold on real quick so this alien comes every six years wants uh, to it fight. might be more than six I don't remember okay alien comes every 20 years and wants to fight the best fighter right so they've the aliens always got his ass kicked? I guess if the aliens please with the battle. Do you know, this is, I think, pretty much a plot point from a Space Ghost Coast to Coast episode. It it felt like that kind of. Yeah. Pretty sure that's exactly what it is. There's there's like, yeah. It'd make a decent Mystery Science Theater episode, so it was close. 
Um, it's not a good movie. I tried to look at it as like a popcorn movie almost, and you know how I feel about that. Like, turn your brain off and just whatever. Go with it. Um, it was really difficult to do because it's really poorly written, and again, like, just kind of dumb in terms of its plot. Um, the ending is like the alien comes to Earth through this dimensional portal of like rings, kind of these like concentric rings that. Okay. Are a portal to his world and they close like at the end of the time the alien's allowed to be there. And so there's this thing where the alien can always heal from any wound. But if you damage him enough, like in rapid succession, you can like continue to damage him and he can't like heal fast enough. Right. So, um, it's fu- so it's a fucking, fucking video game. Basically. So they hit him enough times and open up a wound in his chest and then put two grenades inside the wound. And pull the pins, and then it closes up. And Frank, or Frank, well, not Frank, well, um, uh, Alan Musai, Jake Barnes is like something, something like hasta la vista, baby, but it's not quite that. And then, like, kicks him in the chest and knocks him back into the portal because he's exploding, and then the portal closes. And okay, they- hold on a second. So, so, geez, you just keep adding plot beats into this thing. So, so yeah. there's a portal now. So uh-huh. the portal is only he has a lim- kind of limited time to be there. This alien and there's a portal that opens up. Yeah, like, I'm not explaining. So it, it just well. so happened. It just so happened that the climax happened around the time this portal opened up. Well, no, that's the thing is that they got to get the alien into the portal. Maybe there's something with a time limit, and it's like there's like some rules. I listen. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I was only half paying attention to this movie because I got real bored real fast. And, like, I would look up at the action sequences, but the narrative was so poorly presented that I would, like, they would start talking and I would just go down and, like, look at my phone for a while and then look back up and be like, oh, like, this shit's happening yeah, again. Yeah, because I'm just relying on you here because nobody has updated Wikipedia yet with a plot. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm here, too. I'm trying to... <laughs> trying to glean the plot. I mean, so here's IMDb, or IMDb, as we got yelled at the other night. Mm-hmm. Every every six years, I was right. Look, see, I was paying attention. Um, ancient order of jujitsu fighters joined forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. When a celebrated war hero goes down to defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. Okay. So, that's it. Uh, first user review was one star, absolute garbage. Um... That's right. It is pretty much garbage. I had to pay money to see this, um, but I wanted to, like, we haven't really had the opportunity, aside from um, uh, Colorado Space, to do a quick cage within, like, a short period of time of the movie being released, so it was kind of cool to, like, watch this movie, like, you know, in its early stages of release and, like, be able to talk about it. I just wish it would have been better. Um, like I said, he's, he's Ninja Cage in this, uh, which is always weird when you see him, like, as an action star, especially now that he's older, but I mean, he's fine, like, he, you know, has kept himself up well enough where I guess it's, like, sort of believable, especially because he's not, like, like, Tony Ja, superhuman ninja action star, and Tony Ja, for being, like, an older man now, still looks amazing, and still is, like, 
phenomenal as a martial artist. I mean, that's that's the best part of this movie. It's just like yeah. the athleticism of the people in it. He's your age. Well, you ain't seeing me doing no flip kicks and shit. I'm, I'm lucky I can get off the couch. <laughs> well, I, actually, I was just saying. I, was, I, I stood up he's old, today. He, right, he's older. I, my I, light flashed before my eyes. I um, guess you said older. I guess you qualified it. Like I, I just mean that it's been 15 years since we were watching him in Ungbach or whatever. Jesus Christ, I guess you're right. Yeah. A little more <laughs> than that, actually. Probably at this point, probably like 16 years. So anyway, so it, this movie is like five ninety nine to rent. It is absolutely not worth five ninety nine to rent. Um, if you have the chance to watch it just for free at some point, like if you like martial arts movies, it's fine, you know. But there's better ones you could watch. If you like sci fi movies, you'll just be really annoyed at like the complete like wanton disregard for any kind of like sci fi you know, like, rules or whatever, like, there's no sigh in the thigh, it's just all thigh. And the sigh is just, like, a bad, I don't know, Power Rangers reject suit. Um, so, yeah, so pretty bad. Well, we got, um, the unbearable weight of massive talent, um, coming out, like, oh, in so another, like, four months it. or so, so. And I can't wait for that movie. I don't think it's ever going to come out. I've been, like, look, I, I told you offline that I've just been watching, like, coming attractions constantly. Um, trying to find things that are going to be released streaming so I can have something to watch. Um, but this was one of the things that I would not have watched had I watched the trailer first. I just, you know, our friend, uh, friend of the podcast, Mike Bledsoe, sent us a text saying, like, oh, Frank, have you watched this Nick Cage movie? And if so, what'd you think? And I was like, yeah, I should watch this Nick Cage movie. And we should have just talked about fucking Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans instead. I know, you broke the streak, man. The streak was alive. I was going to do that, but again, like, I figure that we don't ever get to talk about a Nick Cage movie, like, when it comes out. So This is something where if somebody's listening to this podcast, maybe it's because they're a fan of Nick Cage, and maybe they're like, oh, I need to watch this movie, and and I'm here you to can tell do him a service, right? Yeah, you know, just don't, just don't. Well, just... I don't even know if you know. Like, I, I, the, the tagline I use for this podcast because you, I don't know how much you actually pay attention to those things, but uh, maybe I've said it on the podcast before. But I always use the tagline uh, where Frank watches Nick Cage movie, so you don't have to. Oh, right. I mean, some of them are worth watching, you know. <laughs> but well, and you tell them if one. it is. I mean, I almost feel like this is. um like, this is my Pilgrim's Progress, kind of, you know? Like, I'm just, like, taking this core of this, like, weird uh, world and... Yeah. It, it, it's it's a shame, honestly. I thought about this. This was, like, like a, just a weird thought I had the other day. If you hadn't picked somebody that had, like, 120 movies, and we're going to be doing this for fucking five years or something, um, I was thinking about, like, what a nice departure it could be, like, to do, like almost like deep dives on a weird thing like and what i was thinking is like having you watch all any all the films produced by wwe holy god like the marine yeah marine? five yeah and the marine five with miz probably or something and that movie with becky lynch and um yeah. Dolph ziggler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And John yeah. Moxley, I think maybe Moxley's in something like rounds, maybe or something rounds three or something. Uh, who knows? Like I have no idea. It doesn't just make well. Shit so up. I, so I've great. seen some of these movies because I've seen um, both the Ceno Evils, and they were both produced by WWE, right? Starring, and seen, starring Kane, yeah, right. Starring Kane, I the mayor of some yeah town in fucking Tennessee, yeah, uh-huh. Knox County. No, he's the yeah he's Knox County, Knox County, County yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the one Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin movie that's a riff on Most Dangerous Game. I watched that. Right. Um, I think I've seen one of the Marines. One of the Cena Marines I've seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to look up a list of what it was. That, right. That'd be really that'd be really mean spirited. I know that I saw this really <laughs> funny clip. Uh, I don't know. Would it be mean spirited because? To have you do that or mean spirited yeah. your reviews? <laughs> no, what well, I'm sure they would be scared to do, but to make you do that. Oh, I just like I was fun. thinking, I was thinking Bruce Willis movies, or I don't know, there was somebody else that I saw recently, and I was like, oh, like I could watch all the movies by this guy. I maybe that's too many movies, maybe um, it was Frank Grillo. Maybe that's too many movies. Like, I, I was just thinking of things like that, where it's like, you know, like eight movies, like, you know, like, let's go through, like, you know, all of these, like, weird ass movies from, like, this production company or something. Um, but yeah. But no, we're, we're going Cage for a while. Although Cage has a lot of minor roles, like, that are going to be sucked up into, like, two or three episodes, probably. So I don't know. I think we realistically estimated next year. Sometime this ends. If we do it every week, yeah. Like, what are we on? Like, 40, this is 41. 41, you know, and it's like he has, I don't know how many movies, but, um, and I only have 80 left at this point. Right. And then there's like a lot of them that, like, are just like minor roles that could be kind of wrapped up in the. Yeah. Well, we're saying 41, but does that count the fact that, um, that one episode has, uh, Ridgemont High and um no it does not uh Rumblefish or whatever the fuck yeah it, it, right it's like two two movies in one so I mean we're up to technically forty two movies and forty one episodes I think um I'm telling I really dig like Young Nick Cage though like it's <clears throat> we always talk about how weird it is to think that like I don't know. I don't know like. How could this guy become such a star? Like, how did like people like take him as being whatever? But if you watch him and stuff, like, like we talked about Moonstruck last week, and you know Valley Girl, and even um where he he's a weirdo and Peggy Sue got married, but he's a weirdo with presence, and he's got really good comedic timing, and it's like, like I can see it, you know, like I can see where people would be like, hey. Like, here's a guy that's really physically fit, because in his early movies, he's always taking his shirt off. He's always, like, muscular. Okay. Sure. You watch something like Red Rock West, which I'm so excited for us to talk about at some point. That's probably in the next, like, month or so. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah, I need to rewatch that again. Um, You know, just, here's a dude that, like, he can play all kinds of different parts. He's got this range. He can do comedy. He can do drama. He can do action. He can be a romantic lead, or he can be, like, a schlub, you know? I mean, it's like, he's so malleable, but it's like, it gets away from him at some point. Yeah. Or not even gets away from him, but it becomes, like, he becomes a caricature of himself for, like, so long. It's 
it's so crazy like how good he is in some movies and just i don't know i mean we're starting to now at this point i think get closer to perspective having done so many things late like in in the 2010s so many things in the 2000s so many things in the 90s so many things in the 80s isn't the oscar the turning point maybe like i mean where people were so one of my because then he goes and becomes an action star right after that like i'm because he because that was always his thing is let me play against type of whatever the last thing that i got a claim for so i don't get typecast but then the money came in right right yeah and i i think that's part of the problem is i think if anything like if you could give nick cage like a really strong financial planner in maybe like 1997, maybe his career trajectory is completely different. Because right. a lot of the stuff that he did through the late 2000s and like early 2000, like 10s, is basically to pay off debts. You know, I mean, sure. he's just like paying off tax debt, paying off creditors, paying off divorces. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that like drained his funds where all this money that he had made is just gone and like what's left except for like some weird island that he owns right so i mean you you look at it right and it's like okay it's like he 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 wins the oscar he immediately goes into the rock con air face-off right then he does city of angels then he does the thriller snake eyes eight millimeter then he's with scorsese and bringing out the dead now however you feel about that it's still scorsese right you know and then he does gone in 60 seconds another action movie right um and then it's like here's like a couple like romantic comedies, you know, or what I I still don't know what Captain Mandilli's like thriller or whatever movie. is like a war movie, I think, right? Uh, it's, like a, it's it's a historical drama that's yeah. World War Two. So then Wind Talkers is like an action movie. So he just goes completely in the action. And that's where the money's at. Except for he does a Scorsese movie, then he does adaptation, right? And so then he tries to, like, go in and do some artsy stuff, like things that he can kind of sink his teeth into, I think, occasionally. Right. But he keeps going back to that action stuff. And, well, that's what's paying his bills. Right. And then it's just like, by the time he gets in the 2010s, nobody wants to give him the artsy stuff, it seems. Well, he had also gotten kind of a, um, kind of a reputation for being difficult to work with at times. Um, and like some of the stuff is apocryphal. Like, I don't know that you're ever going to know for sure, like what's true and what's not. Cause some people seem to like working with him a lot. And there's definitely a lot of people that have worked with him a number of times, including like directors that have, it seems like actively sought him out to be in their movies. But you also get the whole, I, you know, he, he becomes a meme at some point. So it's like, right. if I cast this guy, is it stunt casting or am I legitimately casting like an actor that's going to, you know, like give us all to a role. Right. Right. But I mean, yeah. Looking... Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's the money that did him in. It's stuff like, so you look at something, you look at something like the family and this is, I mean, I don't know why he makes that movie. Brett Ratner, too, doing a romantic drama is so weird. Like, Captain Crowley's Mandolin, I think that he 
probably like really fell in love with that story because the story itself in that movie is really good. And same thing with Wind Talkers. Like I think that he probably was, you know, he had the chance to work with John Woo again. He probably was really into the story. Yeah. I mean, you know, National Treasure, that makes a lot of money. And he I think Weatherman, I think he was probably attracted by like working with Gore Verbinski because Verbinski had Right, achieved a lot of acclaim after the ring, you know, Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean, and here's this guy, you know, this like blockbuster director making weird, quirky coming or whatever, like midlife crisis movie. Right, and I, you know, again, like you look like World Trade Center, probably because he legitimately cares about these like historical epic things, and like, like I, I am so not looking forward to having to watch that movie. I'm just, I'm I'm just saying this, right? Is I, I get what you're. I, it's like I get why he's drawing these things. I'm saying that I think the Oscar put him, uh, catapulted him up into the upper upper echelon of Hollywood, to where you know you know these producers like love like these action movie producers love to have a guy that's in that movie that they can say an Oscar winning, right? And I think it catapults him into like you said being fit. Having versatile, having being versatile as an actor a little bit. Now he's an Oscar winner. Let's put him in these action movies and let's you know break the box office. Trying Let me to do tell this. you something. You know what I think it is? I think it's fucking two thousand six breaks him because he makes the Ampoli, which is like the lesser cousin of Ants. He makes World Trade Center, which is pretty universally panned, and he's working with like a. Supposed top-notch director there and Oliver Stone. And, the and then he makes The Wicker Man, and in the span of, like, six months becomes... Yeah, but he has, I mean, he has that sequel to National Treasure, but yeah, maybe he is a... Because even by Road, Ghost Rider, I remember him almost being like, oh, Jesus, Nicolas Cage. Right, well, it's it's Wicker Man that does it. It was, like, seeing the scenes of him with, like, the bees and punching <laughs> the terror. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, screaming and... Right. And then, I mean, maybe that's where his, like, financial um, issues come to play. Because then it's like, but there's still, like, good stuff sprinkled. There is, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's It's really the 2010s where it's just, it goes to hell. And the other thing, too, is he works with really good directors that are slumming it in weird, like, straight-to-video or... Like, it's the movie where they fall apart. Yeah. Gore Verbinski and Weatherman. Oliver Stone and World Trade Center. Neil Labute and Wickerman. Um, the Pang Brothers and Bangkok Angel. Pang Brothers, like, sucked for most of the time, but, like, they were pretty, a pretty hot commodity in the early 2000s. Right. Alex Proyas, David Bauer, Werner Herzog, Matthew Vaughn. Like, you know, yeah. he's working with people that are legit. Like directors, and I didn't even. I still, even though I looked at this every fucking week, like I still didn't know that he was. I still never paid attention to Snowden before, um, and I didn't even know Oliver Stone made a Edward Snowden movie. Like I remember that. I remember the commercials for it. They were really bad. Like Mario Van People, Mario Van People is making this movie, USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. Right. I mean, he must have like some real affection for historical dramas based around like moments right. of crisis or wars. Yeah. Yeah. 
seems that way. Some of these things we're never going to watch or we're never going to talk about, by the way. What? I am not going to talk about Teen Titans Go to the Movies. You know, like, fuck that. You got to watch it, man. <sighs> you got to watch it. And you got to put a bunch, like, four of them on one podcast. Like, yeah, he is. This is this is why I'm never going to succeed in this act. <clears throat> he on his filmography, he has four movies in 2021 already. This shit hasn't even happened yet. I'm four movies behind, and I have no chance of watching them for like months from. Right. I want to see all four of those movies too, though. Oh, yeah. Willie's Wonderland, especially. I'm super excited for that. What's Mario Man People's better movie? Is it New Jack City or Badass? Uh, I'm going to say Badass just because I think it's a more personal film. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think New Jack City is a bad movie, but I don't think New Jack City rises to the level of like, like Menace to Society or Boys in the Hood. You know what I mean? Sure. Like to me, that like, that 90s like new gangster epic like those are the two you know the two shining stars of that genre and i i think new jack city is fine i just don't think new jack city to me is like colors kind of you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think new jack city is better than colors but it's like the lesser of those whereas like i think the menace to society and boys in the hood are both like super powerful still and like important films, and I don't know that I think the New Jack City is necessarily an important film, even if it's like a fine movie. I wouldn't mind doing the like, I don't know how you would say it without being super racist, but like maybe like New Gangster era films. Right. Stuff like American Gangster and um, Dead Presidents and mm-hmm. Belly. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. the stuff that it like basically revolves around like. Like, is the natural secession from the, you know, Italian Irish mobster, you know, white right. man of like the 70s and 80s? Like, this is, you know, whatever, like the stuff from the 90s and 2000s. I mean, do you think black gangster films is racist? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really? know if it's racist. I just don't know if it comes off quite that well. Although we're saying this for posterity on a podcast we're recording and not just having a conversation. Well, I think these conversations need to be had regardless. I mean, like, yeah. but I mean, but I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it is, it's an accurate descriptor. Um, yeah, because if you call them like urban gangster epics, I mean, well, it could still be, it could still be Italians. Like, I mean, right. Um, I think, I think urban's worse. I mean, urban's been code for our most of our lifetimes from conservatives, like to describe black america i mean so yeah i don't know yeah, I don't i'll have to think about it and ask around about it and see what people think i mean it'll be interesting like i i think that's a definitely because you know just saying like those six or seven movies like i'm already excited right. to talk about them because i yeah. like them all. like mm-hmm. every one of those movies i mentioned i think has like a lot of value to it right there's also some ones that I don't think are as good, but I still think are interesting, like State Property and um, Baby Boy and like stuff that's really, I think, gained, not even gained, but has like a really strong following 
Snow on the Bluff. You know, I mean, there's like all mm. these movies mm-hmm. that are like like good and maybe not as whatever. They have the longevity of others, but there's still like a lot of. I just answered our question. BT yeah. uh-huh. has a category up here. Top 20 best black gangster movies. All right. Well, then there you go. That's something for next You know year. what Google does? What? Popular African-American gangster movies. MDIB. Oh, oh, no. This is a list. Never mind. This is just a random person. Somebody has uh, the 100 urban hood hip-hop movies. <laughs> I'd rather call it that almost. but um, <laughs> Especially for us to say it. Oh. Yeah, I think black gangster movies is is is, is oh, because you got yeah. shit like like the movie that we've never been able to talk about, which one of my favorite, which is like Devil in a Blue Dress. Mm. That was supposed to make a list at some point. What list did it not make that it was supposed to? Yeah, it came, it came close. Modern gangster or nineties nineties crime maybe? Because I was surprised. Do we have an upcoming list? I'll have to look. We might have an upcoming list. No, I think it was 90s. I think it was 90s crime movies. Whatever list he made. Mm. Um, I don't know why I took it off and replaced it with something else. Because I love that movie. Yeah, I know you're a big, a really big fan of it. How do you feel about Training I, Day? I mean... I, I think Training Day is okay, but I'd much rather watch Devil in a Blue Dress than Training Day. I know they're incredibly dissimilar movies. Sure. Linked by the actor, but... Because I remember going to see Devil in a Blue Dress, and I saw it, like, midweek at Regal, and it was in the largest auditorium. This is before, like, they expanded, so, you know, non-stadium seating, and there was, like, maybe, like, 30 other people in the auditorium with me, like, all black people. So it was really, like, because I was a kid, like, it was kind of, not uncomfortable, but it just felt like... Like, I felt out of place. Like, I didn't belong there. But, man, like, I love that movie so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, the crowd reactions were great. And people were really into it. It was kind of the same way. And this is, again, like, another dissimilar thing. But the way I felt when we went to see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, like, just... I didn't see that with you. You didn't? Nope. That is one of the best movie experiences of my life. No. You weren't there? Nope. I watched it at Chuck's house. We were all over there and watched it. But did we see any Jay and Silent Bob movie together? We what's, didn't. What's the not. one where they talk about the walk into Mordor thing? Oh, we did see that. Clerks two. Is that Clerks two? It it's was Clerks two. Oh, that okay. Yeah. So right. when we went to see that in the theater, uh-huh. like it was packed. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, and the crowd reactions were so great and so yeah. universal and. Mm-hmm. Like, even the people, like, talking and stuff, like, it didn't matter because right. it was all just in celebration of this movie. Yeah. Do you remember, and, you know, it was another one like that, even though it was much less people in the theater? I don't know that? if you remember this. Slither. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was really into Slither. That was a really good experience. Yeah. And the opposite effect, but also everyone, like, just turning on a movie simultaneously um, Exorcist Dominion. Do you remember going mm-hmm. to see that? Yes, I do. Remember and everyone that. in that theater was so disgusted. Like, what the fuck? This movie's awful. <laughs> right. Like every guy. I think like yeah. the one time, about like thirty minutes in, some dude was like, "Yo, this is bullshit." Yeah. And then after that, <laughs> like, everybody was just like, <laughs> right. oh, my God. That was, "Yeah, it gave him that permission. was a really good experience." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's yeah. how Orion and I, when we did Monday Night Movie Club um, revival last year and saw Crawl, um, that was a really good movie going on experience, as terrible as that fucking movie is. Like, it was a good experience just because, like, everybody realized how ridiculous it was. And so, yeah, it was that was a really good experience, too. Uh, two quick questions about black gangster movies. Mm-hmm. Um, would Fresh be on that list? Because I'd have Fresh on my list. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen that movie more than once. I'd have to watch it again. I think you'd have to watch it again because I uh, watch that again. Fresh is a really good fucking movie. I I ended up watching Fresh like three years ago, just randomly, and um, it's really good. Like it it is first time I've seen it since I was young, but I really liked it when I was young. Um, fucking Giancarlo Esposito, I love that dude. Yeah, you are a big mark for him. He's Um, good though. Yeah. And then the other movie that wouldn't make your list but would make mine is Clockers. <clears throat> Why do you, like, I like Clockers. I know you do, but you don't like it as much as I do. It wouldn't make your top five, right? Am I am I incorrect in that assumption? Yeah, it probably wouldn't. Right. I didn't tell you hey, I just you said know, that it know, wouldn't make you know your list. Else, admit, I, I knew it wouldn't. You make know what else I put in the New Jack City? Um, like category, juice. Hmm. Just a decent movie. I liked it. Oh, when I was, yeah. Look, New Jack City is a good movie. I just, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to watch, you watch Menace to Society and you watch Boys in the Hood, and they're just, I don't know. Like to me, they're the, they're the cream of the crop from that genre and that time period, like that mm-hmm. ninety to ninety four ish era of movies. I didn't realize Belly was ninety eight. I thought that was like in the two thousands more. Nah, it's yeah, it's nineties. Um, Man, baby boy is. Oh, you know what else could make that list? Is set it off. Wasn't set it off supposed to be on the list? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like there was a list that like something happened to it, and like it didn't happen or something. Because yeah, set it off was supposed to make a list, and so was Devil in a Blue Dress. Maybe it is some. Well, now we're being super like revealing our racism. This is supposed to be a February list, I think. No, it's not. Um, nope. There, it's not because we already have February planned out because it's our. Um, oh, paid in full is another one that I like a lot. Have you ever seen South Central? Mm, I don't know. How old is it? Um, ninety two or ninety three, maybe. Is an indie movie. It's good. It's worth watching if, like, you're ever going to actually do this list. Yeah. Um, it. It's a Glenn Plummer, if you know who I'm talking about. Uh-uh. Have you seen Paid in Full? A long time ago, yeah. With Wood Harris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was good back in the day. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I know you, you like it. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that, like, many times. You, you actually really like that movie because you mentioned it a lot. I really want to watch Belly again now because it's been, like, Jesus, probably 20 years since I've seen that movie. Every bit of 20 years, maybe more than that, because I think I only saw it, like, I saw I definitely watched it in the theater, because we stayed after work and watched it the night before it came out. Mostly because, you know, it had Nas and DMX and, like, it, whatever. But, I don't know. I oh, really, I know what it is. I know why I said it off, came off, came, came up. Why? In September of next year, we have, uh, Bank robbery movies. Mm. 
maybe we'll replace it because you didn't we didn't really care for that list that much anyway it was just a random one that like i asked you about one night you know what i'm changing it now okay september of next year we can move well, it out. Uh, dude, we haven't, we haven't sat down to talk about this, and it'll be sad when we do because we won't be at the bar doing it. But, um, right, we'll be like sitting we outside on your porch. Right, in 30 degree weather. Um, so, <clears throat> whatever. Basically. I replaced it, and we'll move it if we want to. Like, there's tons of gaps. Like, we only yeah, have, it's like, our list, and we'll move it if we want to. <laughs> La- last question, and then um, we need to get ratings for the Cage movie finally oh, after shit. 45 minutes. Um, yeah. So, um does at close range ever make a list? What list would it be on? I don't know. I don't know if I care about that movie. I think we should just talk about the movie someday, somehow, just because it's so kind of personal to like our area, like where we live. Oh yeah. No, I don't care about this movie. I mm-hmm. guess like movies that take place in Maryland. Right, isn't that like the March list? Uh, it's filmed in Maryland, right? Yeah, the idea was movies filmed in Maryland. And absolute power, a... absolute power will still not make it. <clears throat> oh, well, this wasn't even filmed in Maryland. No, it wasn't. And they primarily set most of it in PA where the Johnson filmed in freaking from. Tennessee. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't really know this movie that well. You bring it up all the time because we always think that the treasure is buried on your property. Right. Um, man, that is some cast, though. Sean Penn, Christopher mm-hmm. Walken, Mary Masterson, Chris Penn, David Stratham, Chris McGlover, Keeper Sutherland. God damn. Yeah, and it's James Foley that directed it. Like... Who did um well? But we let's not mention that one. But um, but he did Glengarry Glen Ross. Directed that. Not that that's like I mean, the hardest job in the world, but still, it's competently directed. And the oh. Chamber is competently directed as well, even though it's not a good movie. I'll have to check it out and see what I think. Yeah, I've, I, I seriously, I've not watched that movie since 1988. <clears throat> I was, eight. I was eight I mean, when I watched that, and I didn't know, know who the Johnsons were. I just know my mom told me, like, oh, those guys, like, you know, like, did crimes around here. Whenever you talk about it, I feel like I've seen it, but now reading about it, I don't know if I have or not. Yeah. I can't remember, so I'd have to watch it again to remember. Wow. Hmm. All right, what are the ratings for this Cage movie? Um, Cage performance is, like, a five. I mean, it's fine. It's passable. The, the action elevates it a little bit. Uh, movie itself is like a three. Like it's not a good movie. It's definitely not worth watching. And if it was more tongue in cheek, it would have been a higher rating. And if it was more serious and more like narrative driven, it would have been a higher rating. But it's just the wrong combination of everything. Like it feels bad watching it. So yeah, it's just not a good movie. It doesn't sound like a good movie. Basically, it's fake predator comes every six years on a time limit to fight the biggest challenger he's been obviously doing it for a long time got his ass beat every time gets his ass beat again by an amnesiac who throws grenades into his chest and pushes him through the portal at the time limit after he beats him down enough to get his health right, right. down 
Right. He doesn't throw he doesn't throw the grenades in, he places the grenades in. Right. After he after he gets his health down. Right. Right. He threw through, through enough offense. He gets he, the first health bar down and puts the first grenade right. in. He has to beat him to the right. second health bar being down and puts the last grenade yeah. in. And then it goes in the quick time event. And that's where he does like the right. combo, then the kick, to yeah. knock him the portal, and then he wins. Yeah. Triangle, triangle, X, semi, right. semi right joystick. Oh no, stop it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting joystick motions and you're giving me PTSD. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like right. a bad movie. So. It's bad. Yeah. PTSD. All right. I'll never watch it. So please don't. All right, cool. All right, have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, peace. Thank you. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs>